0: Welcome to Unleashed. I'm James. It's a show where I come on here and complain about everything. Or nothing. Maybe I don't complain. Maybe I should start complaining. Sounds like I'm going to complain. If you read the uh, title of this episode, I'm definitely going to complain. Mandalorian dropped episode 20, or chapter 22 today. I liked it. I did. Hey Heidi. I liked it. I I, I did. I enjoyed it. Um, I will say it was probably down the middle. It wasn't absolutely was not the best episode of The Mandalorian I've ever seen. Uh, and it by no means was the worst episode of The Mandalorian I've ever seen. It was decent. So really, all I can say, it was decent, and that's where I'm going to end it. It was a decent episode. I I did enjoy. Look, I was going to talk about something else, and then I watched the episode, and I, I I logged on to Twitter twice today. Once before I had seen the episode, and I CSI Mandalor. Once before I had seen the episode, and I immediately shut it off. Like just shut it off. I said, I can't go on Twitter people are relentless and sure enough i after i watched it i went on it's all spoiled and i think it's getting spoiled because people are uh not enjoying the the episode or they're underwhelmed by the episode so they're like f it i'm gonna ruin it for everybody and they throw it on and and they ruin it for literally anybody like i guess they haven't ruined it technically and i saw someone say uh you shouldn't complain uh that, that streaming shows are being spoiled because they're streaming you can watch them anytime that's sort of true you can't watch them at any time people have lives outside of watching things and if something drops at 3 a.m eastern you know sometimes just it's just not feasible to watch it but anyway that's it's going to be a problem as long as as long as they drop it which is never going to end so it's always going to be a problem so there's no point in complaining about that so i'm not going to that's i'm going to stop complaining about it right there. How are you guys all doing out there? Everyone having a great night? Did anybody watching right now hate this episode? Like, did anybody completely despise what... The, like, and I don't mean like, you know, you're disappointed or it wasn't your favorite. Like, do you, were you just like, this ticked me off beyond all reason? Uh, that's what I want to know. Is it, how many people were, like, offended by what they what they watched? I think this season i say this all the time is it really like people are like there's no it's meaningless it's pointless it doesn't have any direction and i'm like but this one to me still feels like it's got the most direction it's not you know because season one was okay he found grogu and now he's got to kind of figure out where to bring him and he you know and then fine and then season two was now they really know where they're going to do it heidi says it wasn't her favorite but still fine exactly that's how i felt about it as well it was for me, this was – and it was funny that it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, which I don't think really matters. But it, was, but the ironic thing is this kind of felt like that episode she did in the first season where he went to the village. And look, here's the thing. The Mandalorian, the first season of The Mandalorian, he would go on a journey. He would go somewhere and then leave, and then go somewhere and then leave. And then season two, he would go somewhere and then leave. And And, and how long can you sustain that? I I love Mandalorian season one and season two, but season two it was getting tiring. So, okay, this episode he's flying off now. He's flying off. I think Brock compared it to like the littlest hobo in space, and I was getting I was getting tired of that. Like, how long can you you can't keep that up? You can't keep me entertained by doing that all the time. So that so this season, look, the first episode, I the first two episodes really felt like they were cut short. It felt like they came. And then they, they got sliced down the middle at, or towards the end and they got cut short. I know people complain about the runtimes, but the last two weeks, the last two weeks, they were short episodes, but they never felt they never felt incomplete, which is more important than length. Like having a complete story, like you when it ends and you're like, okay, that, that that was that was full. It was good. Let's move on. The first two episodes, to me, they felt like they were cut off and they were kind of like, we're going to leave it for next week. We're going to leave it for next week. And it, it was kind of annoying. And this season still has that binge element to it. It's still the binge-watching show, the Netflix-style of show more so, where season one and two, it was episodic. And I think this is where a lot of the complaints are coming from, is the binge-style nature is a deviation from what we had in the past. What is the goal of the season? Right now, I'm believing it's about uniting the Mandalorians for some reason, probably because they they're scattered across the galaxy. Heidi says, I got Romeo and Juliet. Logan's run Westworld CSI and Disney fairy tale vibes from this. Episode. Yeah, I guess all of the above for sure. But look, this, this season is clearly about uniting Mandalore, the Mandalorian people together. It's about bringing them together for some purpose. But now obviously the Gideon thing is going to put a wrench in all of that. To what aspect? I don't know. Armor, obviously. So you're going to have like the the children of the watch, and then you're going to have the Bo Katan tribe as well. And they're going to, something is going to come to a head with them. And Din's going to be stuck in the middle with his little boy, Grogu. Uh, This episode, like I said, was a lot of fun. It was funny because uh, I'm seeing the Mario Brother movie on Friday. And uh, I was talking to Aaron, and we're watching some interview with. Jack Black, and we were both like, man, Jack Black should be in Star Wars. And then, like, this is literally, like, three days ago. And then who who should? Spoilers for episode uh, 22. I, sh- I don't know if I said that or not. I should have. Spoilers for episode 22. Jack Black shows up in this episode as, as royalty and a governing body. And he has a, a wife, and uh, their head of security is Christopher Lloyd. And this episode... What if I find funny with people with a lack of direction is this episode was the most similar to the first two seasons of The Mandalorian that we've gotten. Vermont Mike says, "Don't let Bryce Dallas Howard near another episode." Oh, and hi everyone, hi Vermont Mike, Vermont, you're here. I asked a little while ago if anybody uh, watching right now hated, like, disp- not like underwhelmed or whatever, like just hated this episode beyond all reason. That's what, just if anybody hated it. I, I like. I liked it. I was like, "This is fine." I don't think it was as good as the last two, but it was fine. It had. It, it felt more complete than the first two. I don't know if it was better, but it felt more complete. And again, it's f- filling that na- narrative of, of you know, man- reuniting the Mandalorians. But in the middle of all that, we had a very typical season one, season two episode of The Mandalorian where. Din and now with Bo Katan, you know, goes somewhere and has to do the mission of the week, right? They're like, well, if you want this, you've got to do this, which is what season. Every episode of season two was, if you want this, you've got to do that. Vermont Mike says, "I'm confused by Lizzo's character as she seemed robotic." To LMAO, was that Lizzo? I'm so out of touch. I love the investigation part. It was a lot of fun. I look, it was the say, it was season one, season, it was season two. Mandalorian in season three, uh, mystery of the week, adventure of the week, whatever. And and in the, I guess, and what he got in the end was, we're going to bring you to Axe Woves, who is now the leader of Bo Katan's thing. And then they, they, they did the darks, the darksaber, and they did it in a way where they, they were able to get around. Right? Like having Bo-Katan fight in. They got around that having to be how she, she got it. Instead again, what's brilliant about Star Wars going, you know, Clone Wars Rebels Prequels what's brilliant about Star Wars is that little thing that happened in the second episode is a major factor in the series. In the series in the lore of Star Wars. That little throw a bit, Bo-Katan, where people are like, she was badass with the dart like, people were like, she's badass. And now that's hers, right? Like, the little detail that happened, a quick bam, 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 five seconds in and out, that is how she now is leading these Mandalorians. Uh Heidi says, my only complaint is why did Din wait until now to inform the Mandalorians that Bo won the Saber when she rescued Din in episode 18? Um... Uh, uh, I don't know. That's come on, that's a different season, Heidi. It doesn't count. You could be right, but I think it was more to do with she used the saber to rescue him in that episode. You just wiped away everything I just said about how nothing happens by chance uh, or coincidence, right? Every, they, everything is happening for a reason, and that's what I keep saying. This season is it feels very plotted out, just and I thought this way about the book of Boba Fett as well. And everybody else seemed to, but if you watch the book of Boba Fett. Everything happens for a reason and it knows where it's going and it it has an ending in place. And this season feels the same. Now the ending might be open-ended. It might be open-ended, but, Oh, is that the, (laughs) okay. I was talking about the same thing I am. It might be an open-ended season, but I think they know how they're going to go there and how it's going to end and where we're going to wind up. That's what I think. And, I'm I'm a little bit baffled still that people aren't in on that that they don't really that they haven't figured out. But that's not to say like because what I'm saying is not to discount people who aren't enjoying it. There's a diff- like what I want to get at is there's a difference between not enjoying it for what it is, and then hating it for what it is because you want it to be something different. And that's really what I want to touch on today. Is is the issue that Star Wars is having? Like Star Wars is is, is fine. I think it's fine. Uh, don't trust shallow how. Never trust shallow how. I'm drinking a bubbly, a peach bubbly in a yeti. Um, it's it's there's a massive problem with Star Wars right now that I don't know how to correct it, and I don't know if it ever will. And it has nothing to do with Star Wars. and it has nothing to do with think, the vast majority. And I, it has to do with uh, YouTube and social media more than anything. There seems to be this hatred towards like at, the hate sells. and And the truth is you know, if you work in retail, you know that the complaints are the loudest, right? The bad experience is the loudest experience. when you're having, when it's a great experience, nobody, nobody cares, right? Nobody's going to the manager being like that is the greatest SOB I have ever shopped with. Instead, it's always like, I hate this. This is the worst experience of my life. And that's how Star Wars is, right? You watch the episode and now with social media is right there and you immediately say how much you hate it. And I see everybody coming in and they're like, Lucasfilm, they got to figure this out. Kathleen Kennedy's got to go and she will be fired by the end of this, by the end of me talking here, Kathleen Kennedy will certainly be, be fired. But, but this is like, the reaction is so quick and like, this is it. We got to get rid of it. I didn't like this episode and I didn't like last week's episode. And I kind of like the last, and the, and the the reactions you've got to, you know, fire everybody and overhaul and overhaul star Wars right away. And every and I, and I don't know. Like, look, I'm old. Everyone knows I'm old. His beard reminded me of Hungry Games Capital. Yes, absolutely. That whole city kind of had those kind of vibes. But look, I'm. everyone knows I'm old. I don't shy away from saying that I'm 27. I've never shied away from that. I am old. I was in college uh, when the Attack of the Clones came out. I was in high school for Phantom Menace. So I'm old. I, I wasn't old enough to see the originals in the trilogy. They came out. Uh, two of them came out before I was born. Jedi, I think I was two years old. The pre, I, I, and I will never forget this because I was a kid in, and and when you're in high school in the 90s, computers like we're doing now, this wasn't even a thing. So I had this computer class that I sat at this desk every every day for 75 minutes. And, and <laughs> Heidi, that's okay. And 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 we would learn how to use the internet and and you would type and learn how to use the internet this is the true class they had in 1999 uh, or 98.99 and i remember being in there and i was like and i was so excited for the phantom menace this is the class that i downloaded a quick time to get the phantom menace trailer it took uh i think it took me two classes to get anyway so i did that and then i was all excited for the phantom menace to come out and then the day it came out i was like i gotta I'm gonna go see what people say and i went on all these websites and news websites they're all canadian news websites and i went on them and and people were like ah it was okay it was okay i hated jar jar binks i'll never forget that I was like i hated jar jar binks and i was like oh wow i was looking forward to jar jar binks and then and and then I kept reading more and they're like, ah, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was disappointing. I don't like, I did not like it. I don't like it. It wasn't it was the, it wasn't what I grew up with. It's different Star Wars. And there was all this complaining about it. And when Attack of the Clones came out, I can't remember uh, what her name was. She was a reporter for, I believe, CNN. And she was unin, or disinvited, maybe not even invited to the premiere of Attack of the Clones because she had said that the Phantom Menace was a failure Uh, in a lot of ways, and people were all on hating, like the Phantom Menace came out, no merchandise was sold for the Phantom Menace, by the way they they overproduced product nobody bought it, I got Phantom Menace Monopoly for $1 a year later, like nobody bought those toys, there was too many of them Attack of the Clones comes out and this is now I'm in college, this is 3 years later I'm older, the internet is is a thing. Now I remember I had in my house at the time I had a dial up, but in college we had, I think it was called T one or something. And it was like twice as fast as dial. It still took forever. And and I would go on the forest on that all the time. And you would see people super excited for the, for attack of the clones. And then they would just hate it afterwards. They would just pile on attack of the clones, and I admitted the first time I saw it, I didn't like it that much. I didn't complain about it. I went to go see it again; my opinion changed, and since then, it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I mean, there's, I mean, there's eleven, so I guess that's saying something now. But so, so like, this is nothing new. Is the problem is is somehow the fandom has created something that doesn't quite exist in Star Wars? And it's up to Star Wars to figure out what that is. And season one and two of The Mandalorian hit a gold mine. They hit, struck lightning in a bottle. somehow Most of the fans were on board with those. But now I think uh, for a large section of this fandom, Grogu's kind of lost his charm. People are freaking out because he's doing flips, which he can, like... Here's the thing. If you don't like the show, you don't like the show, um, and I'm not going to convince anybody to like it or just I don't really care. Like if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you complain about aspects of the show, that is basically the growth of characters uh, and plot. I can't really help you there. I think this like for some reason Star Wars fans are so afraid of change. Like the Force Awakens made uh, almost two billion dollars or made two billion dollars because people were like, oh, it's it's what I it's what I'm it made me feel familiar with it. Then The Last Jedi, and then everyone's like, and then, you know, when Rogue One comes out, everyone loves it. But then there's a thing there, I don't know if you remember, but in that year, like 2015 to 2016, something happened where people were just like, I, I don't like The Force Awakens. Like, it kind of became like the Avatar, right? Where people were like, I don't like that movie anymore. I didn't like The, the Force Awakens. Like, something happened. There was a shift. And then Rogue One came on, everybody loved Rogue One. And then people were like, yeah, The Force Awakens is too similar. It has to be different. Then Last Jedi comes out, and yeah, it's kind of Empire Strikes Back in reverse, but it was still different. It tried different things. It had different story structure. You know, it just did little things, and and people hate it because it's too different. That's not my Luke, Ray and Kylo, boring, like all this. It's like so you don't like it because it's too the same, too similar, and now you don't like it because it's different. And the same's happening with Grogu. Is I just think like if we would have kept getting these missions of the week, which we got this week, and it's just Grogu being cute and cuddly, which I I'll always be a sucker for, it's just really going to wear thin. You've got to I think really expand, and I've said this a few times where I really feel like season two of The Mandalorian is where the Mandalorian story we had followed from from the first episode ended at the end of that of, of that season. Right once once Grogu is handed over to Luke Skywalker that storyline is done the mission is complete the two-year mission is complete ships him off to and two years i'm saying in 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 terms of ships him off to luke we go check out boba fett and that's kind of like the cleanser now right that's like the the water in between when you're tasting wines that's your cleanser you move on and now we're in the next stage of these characters journey and what is the stage? And this stage isn't, you know, it's not totally central to them now. It's bigger. It's about Mandalorians, about the Mandalorians. Where does Din Djarin fit in in the Mandalorian culture with all these other Mandalorians? That's where this season is, is heading. And that's where the series is probably going to be taking us as well. Because if you look at Clone Wars, you look at Rebels, you look at Dave Floney, there's uh, an obsession there with going beyond your central characters and their and their sole purpose. Mandalore always creeps in and crept in, in rebel. didn't even like. It <laughs> I, I want to watch Jedi and rebels. now, and then and then, as the that last season happened, I really kind of was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. And I think that's where we are in this now is we've we've hit that stride now now the mandalorian is uh probably plural now like the last jet like it says like i think it's plural right it's it's now it's these are the mandalorian and it is about uniting this uh race this creed you know this civilization together once again uh, mandalorian is both plural and singular well there you go i'm not a genius two med two is that that's and that's what i'm getting at is i think the mandalorian dinjarin ended with grogu being handed off to luke now he comes back but but we're seeing the story because because this is a television show and star wars we have to see it through the eyes of somebody so we're seeing it through the eyes of dinjarin and grogu and we're going on this adventure and this is what's happening and it's his people and he's using his resources to unite his people, and even giving the dark saber to Bo Katan, like people, you can complain about it, but really, that's the that was the right choice because he understands he's not a leader of Mandalorian. First of all, he's got no Mandalorian blood in him, as Axwell says. Secondly, he knows who's be- who's a better leader for this. He knows like the man. Mandal- Everyone has a skill set, and I think I, I just think a lot of people forget that that you are very talented at X, but probably not so much at Y, but that person next to you is very talented at why. So why don't you utilize them? And I think that's where he is in this story, is kind of understanding these chess pieces. Now, how the armor and heavy and all them are going to deal with, with this new tribe coming in, that's a whole other story. And that is where this season is going, is how do you integrate these two types of – or these two factions together to unite as one when they're so separate in – in every walks of life, right? They're separate. Every, the creed is different. Like everything is so very different for them. And they don't. I don't think they necessarily respect each other. And we saw some of that in Rebels with the different houses, right? There's not a lot of respect there. But they're going to have to respect each other to come together. So we're going to have to see that. But then you have to bring in what we got from last week where the Beskar is what was used to, us to break uh, Moff Gideon out. And how is that going to interfere with what they're trying to do? as a as a unit because then there's going to be some distrust within themselves so there's like and so they're they're adding to the the stew the mandalorian stew they're adding all these little pieces to it and it's just up to us to follow follow along and watch it and getting lost because it's it's not adventure of the week it's look for me i know people are hurt by that but i just think it's i think the show ha- you have to move past what it was the characters have to grow as well because if they don't grow it's just it's just so monotonous like even rebels the characters grew so much throughout that series that by the end like i mean Kanan's blind at the end he's got a different outlook on a lot like that's just what i mean it's if you keep it all the same you really lose you lose what we're here for and then like me last season you kind of start asking yourselves well when are they going to like, are they going to change? Is it going to be the same? Because Star Wars, I think, you know, it's also a giant galaxy, a giant universe. You could do anything you want, so start doing it. And this is the problem that Lucasfilm is in, is fandom is not... I shouldn't say fandom, because Star Wars Celebration is coming up this weekend. And if anybody is go- is attending that's, that's watching or listening right now, if any of you are going or, to Star Wars Celebration... When I, I, I went, uh, it was five years ago we went and um, Fantasia went to Chicago, but we went five years ago and th- we, the, the fandom wasn't as divided as it was now, but five years ago, the, the prequels were still kind of off limits. Right. And we went and, and there were Star Wars fans who loved the originals. There were Star Wars fans who loved the prequels. There are Star Wars fans that love the, the games, like board games, um looking forward to video games and and then and and the Clone Wars animation, like the cartoons, and then you they would meet and then the like everybody was so respectful to everybody's opinion there that you kind of were you kind of forget that there's this online community that loves to like rip apart everything and, and what I'm doing now and like rip it apart and say like you're wrong in whichever direction you are you're wrong right like you can't if you're high on something you're wrong if you're low on it you're wrong and that's not true You can, and I, I think dis- disagreeing is great but Star Wars Celebration this is where you're going to see true fans get together uh, and, and just have fun and embrace the franchise which really is entertainment that's it and you can choose to be entertained by it or not and then if you don't like something you don't like it and if you like it you like it but in the end like it's not going to affect you in any way whatsoever like in any way other than like the the well this episode half hour 40 minutes whatever is other than how you're feeling in that small amount of time really should have no bearings on the rest of your life uh Heidi says hellgate and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling mandalorians and your baby green <laughs> alien. <laughs> That's good. But I by the way Christopher Lloyd was great in this episode wasn't he? Jack Black's always great. I think Jack Black needs to host like the Oscars and my reasoning is because they keep getting comedians. I don't watch the Oscars so I don't even know how they do but they keep getting these comedians and the best hosts they were comedians but they were they were entertainers, and Jack Black's an entertainer, and that's why I think he should do it. Two men two says it's like telling Catholics and Muslims their religious beliefs are both correct, and to accept each other for the betterment of humanity. Okay, we're getting deep. Uh He says it's easier to be miserable than to be happy. Uh, And two men says there is much love, so much love at celebration. I've been to at, at the last two and never heard a problem. You've been to the last two? That's awesome. I was supposed to go to Chicago and. And LA, it was the last. Two. I was supposed to go to those, but I wasn't able to. Uh, and that's the, that's the thing. It's like then yeah. we online with all my hate. And I, I don't, I don't think Star Wars has. I think Star Wars has a, a theatrical problem, and that's I've done another video on that and probably do more. But I don't think it has a Mandalorian problem. I don't think it has a streaming problem. I think you can like it and you can dislike it. I think Andor, Andor is the perfect example because I think Andor was. Beautifully crafted and created, and was engaging in every aspect of it. And then there are people that hated Andor, or just could not watch. They're like, "This is not Star Wars. I don't like it at all." And then you have Mandalorian, which is completely Star Wars. like. It's it's over the top Star Wars, Willy Wonka in the Star Wars factory. uh Like Mandalorian is over the top Star Wars, and fans now are coming out saying. You know, they don't like nitpicking on little things. And if it, it it just, we have to just let go. There's a, there's an ownership that fans have for the franchise. That's, and that's, that's, there's an ownership because I got into Star Wars because I had the Ewok Village and all these toys. And my cousins that were older than me would give me the hand-me-down Star Wars toys I had all these Star Wars before I can remember, so, so Star Wars has a special place in my heart. Well, I got into it because I read the Thrawn Trilogy in grade five, and uh, I really liked it. And I did a a book review on it. And cl- like everybody has a, a different entry point to Star Wars, and everybody takes ownership into it, which is fine. It's great to love it, and, and and you know, and all that. But taking the ownership is when it gets very dangerous because. You don't own it, <laughs> so the decisions that Favreau, Filoni, Abrams, Johnson, uh, uh else makes—that's theirs to make. That's not yours to make. You can, you don't have to like it, but you have to accept that that's what it is, and that's what it is. And you, and I don't think you can go in, and your expectations have to be tempered as well. And I don't know what anyone's expectations are. For me. I've never had an expectation for the Mandalorian show. Like the first episode, I'm like, what is this? And then Baby Yoda showed up, and I was like, it's the greatest thing ever. But now, but last season, I didn't really expect anything. And then I saw the same thing happen weekly, right? Or two years ago, the same thing happened weekly where he, uh, Mission of the Week flies off, Mission of the Week. Flies off, and I was I I felt like it was getting redundant. And this season, they went away from that. They're telling this larger, overarching story, and people are complaining that it's it's it has no direction. And again, it's like how did like a show that is on a path somewhere has no direction, but a show that just ends with them flying off every because I guess what it is is every week we were kind of told what the point was. And this week, we're not being told. We're, be, we're we're being told, use your brain and figure out where you're going with this. I think that's the difference between the first few seasons. There's the first couple we were told that. And, that. Uh, and uh, Heidi says, I think Grogu being knighted was foreshadowing. Sir Grogu to you, Heidi. Sir Baby Yoda. I love, I, yeah, that whole, I don't know. I, I, I will say, I like I said, I actually felt like, again, two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, the episode felt complete. Like, okay, you could argue it was too short, but I i don't think it was too short. I think like, it would have been nice to be longer because I always want them to keep going. But I did feel like we got everything we needed in this short amount of time again. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think you're right about Grogu foreshadowing because Bo-Katan, I... Uh... Uh, think to deserve nothing. And we do. We deserve not. and we don't have to enjoy everything. You don't and you have to you still have to accept that it's there. and and when you go along, it's going along for the ride. And if you're not willing to go along for the ride, then why are you? And we we are we are in a weird, funky Star Wars time because we have the original trilogy. We have the prequel trilogy. And then we have like, and then i'll stop there so we had those two and that's all we knew of star wars there were books and there was like some video games but all we knew of star wars were these six movies and some nonsense that George Lucas would spew every, out once every once in a while, right? Like, that was it. Like, it was a s- small little block, and then you'd have, like, your nerd friend who'd be like, well, uh, in this book, uh, in uh, chapter 77, we learned that Obi-Wan had a love interest, and, you know, it's like, little things like that, and Clone Wars would come and figure it out. But it, w- it was kind of, it was very isolated. Star Wars was very isolated for a long period of time, And now we are getting inundated with Star Wars material. And I'm not even talking books, comics, video games. I'm talking TV shows and movies. We haven't really taken a breath from Star Wars since 2015. Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo, Rise of Sky, uh, Mandalorian at the the same time. Mandalorian, then Mandalorian Season 2, Book of Boba Fett, and then Andor the same year. And then uh and now Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sorry, I forgot Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Andor, and then uh and now Mandalorian season three, not to mention all the animated stuff that's popped up. There's just been so much that it's almost it's impossible to to like everything. And I and I think, you know, when you look at it too, is is what's blowing my mind about the mandalorian is it is way closer to return of the jedi than i thought it would be it's way closer to jedi way closer to even like the ewok movies than i really thought it would be and they're embracing like this this episode when they when they're the chase in this episode did that not feel like it was just taken out of a prequel movie the lighting was i thought the lighting was very similar to some of the coruscant lighting and attack at the close like it looked like like this and, I, and that's what this show is crushing at is it and again and or is brilliant in every way but this show is star wars in every way and maybe it is too star wars for its own good Maybe if that's a thing. I do think, though, when I look at it, I'm like, if this was animated, and I really thought this to them, like, if this was animated, everybody's mind would be on the, everybody's mouth would be on the floor. Everyone's mind would be blown. I love, you guys know I love my battle droids. Seeing them show up today, you had your b I was like, this is, like, how how? If you are a Star Wars fan, how are you not enjoying this on some level? Is what I was thinking. Like, if you're a Star Wars fan, how are you not enjoying it on some levels seeing these little details in, and and like you know i'm not saying that you love it i'm just like there's just little things that they do that you're like oh man this is this is why i like star wars it's because of you and because of you and i stick around and then the story like keeps me going and i like the story i'll be honest with you my least favorite part of the episode was the fight scene at the end it was, I'm not even joking. The fight scenes. I've, honestly, as I get older, I'm, I've lost interest in combat on film because, uh unless it's and like there's some. I'm not going to say all, but some. I'm like, yeah, this is not really like that. I was like, yeah, this is fine. And they kept going. I was like, okay, this is fine. Like they did it right. Like it was weird that they did it right in that camp. Which by the way, did they shoot that where they have like outdoor concerts somewhere? Uh, it was live action Clone Wars. Yes, exactly too bad like why can't it be why can't we accept it the way we like the animated stuff for some reason just gets praised except for resistance but it gets praised all the time maybe not bad bad, but it gets praised so much and then you put it in live action all of a sudden it's brat. that's not that good no like anything hey dale uh thanks popping in the catch like thank you so much you'll catch me on the replay i will be uh two manoxy on top of that says, I love the episode. It probably helps. I had a li- a lot of medicine right before I watched it. Probably did. Uh, but again, like like I said, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a good episode. It felt I, I don't for me, it wasn't as good as the last two that we got, but it was probably better than the first two. Or well, maybe not I shouldn't say better, but it was up par with the first two at least. But it progressed the story. It was very entertaining and had a lot of moments that I absolutely loved in it. Battle droids being one of them. That chasing being one of them and then bo katan getting the dark saber at the end that's a big moment Hash, side akbar on that though i was also a little bit um when they gave her the dark saber again i was kind of and i didn't say this because i watched this with uh Aaron, my wife and she has never seen any of the animated stuff like none of the animated stuff She's never read a comic book of star wars a book of star, like not she watches the movies and now the Disney plus show. she doesn't know what's going on beyond any of that. So I never really bring things up when we watch, and I let her take it in and and she's never had a problem following anything that's going on like at all and so i so I didn't bring this up to her, but it kind of irked me a little bit, and let me know what you guys think in the chat with this what irked me was well, she got that at the end of. Rebels. And she held it up, right? And everybody was like, Yeah, Book of Ten, yeah, you're gonna leave Mandalore. And I was like, Well, she didn't get it in battle, so it doesn't really count. And then somehow Moff Moth- Moth- Gideon got it, and she got it again, like she's been giving it again. And if, and I'm I'm kind of underwhelmed by that because I saw her get it in Rebels, and that's still fresh in my even though it's been so long, it's still fresh in my mind. So I don't like that's my one hesitation on, on that part. Is I would like to know how Moff did we like a how Moth Gideon got it from her more like maybe see that in a flashback to really appreciate it, take it out on it because I'm not quite sure how to feel yet because she's had it before and she failed or whatever I don't know so you know and I've seen that moment with her so it was it, it lost a little bit on me I don't know if it lost anything on you guys let me know because that was the only thing that really stuck out in that episode that I didn't, I love the part where. uh the queen was like hey can i see the baby and jen's like no he doesn't like people and then she held up the food and bam (laughs) right 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 in there absolutely loved it i don't don't know i just you know what if you can't have fun with grogu why, why why bother like just just why bother you gotta have fun where the fun's to be had and the fun's to be had with baby yodes gotta love it what else had So Christopher Lloyd, I also thought that was very predictable. Right off the bat, it was like, okay, well, he's the bad guy. The beginning the episode, it wasn't about that, right? Like, the episode wasn't about the mystery and the mission. It was fun, and it was good to see it. And you saw Bo-Katan and didn't work together, which was very important. And then I think the knighthood thing also, Heidi, could also be true. But I have a feeling Lizzo getting to hold Grogu was part of the contract agreement appearing in the episode. You're probably right. But, like, why wouldn't you? But I think, like, him getting knighted is all foreshadowing. And I think Bo Katan and Din working together to showcase that was very important as well. And then we got, and then that got us to where we needed to go with, with, like, it felt like a video game. And they're like, well, there's the people we got to see. And they're like, you got to complete this mission. And they're out in the outskirts. And they were like AI (laughs) characters of a video game kind of walking back and forth, hanging out. But there's a lot of Mandalorian now. There's a lot of Mandalorian, and they are living on on uh, Navarro with Grief Karga. Uh, two men, two, all the side quests are going to come together in the next two and setting up Ahsoka. Yeah, I think we're going to get some Ahsoka set up. I think both Boba Fett's supposed to be showing up this season at some point. be I mean, great. Uh, I like that Grogu used the Force to help her win. Heidi, that was a phenomenal part as well. I was laughing. Again sometimes you know you can nitpick things but i think you just it's healthier just to like have fun with it like it's meant to have fun so have fun because none of this matters in the real world like the minute the the credits roll and i turn it off i'm back to to -to day-to-day living right i've I've got real worries and you know it's not bad it's so i might as well enjoy that while i can because it's here and i don't know how much longer we're gonna get the mandalorian probably hopefully like Three or four, but, but by the time it's over, I'm, I'm gonna be so old. So you know, I I don't know, and, and I, it's bridging the gap of the prequels, the old, original trilogy, and the sequels so flawlessly and effortlessly. I just can't praise it enough for that. Like it's 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 brought in battle droids and live action. Like they, when they came in, uh, where did they come in? Last was it? wasn't Rebels. Was it Clone Wars? It was something. When they showed up, I was all in on it. It was rebels, I think. God, it's been so long, but now they're in live action. They're here, like they—they're like this. These things still exist in this galaxy. They're just not doing what you saw them do in the movies. They're elsewhere, and I love seeing that. I loved all the droids hanging out. It was kind of weird, but I loved, you know, it was a fun scene. You see, Din still doesn't trust droids. There's a lot going on, a lot to unpack, a lot to discuss, and and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and you know. I think the biggest problem Star Wars has is trying to navigate these weird online fans who, you know, I mean, and honestly, you go on YouTube, you say you hate it, you put Kathleen Kennedy, you should be fired hashtags and, and, um, you know, you can make some coin. Boba Fett was in the trailer for Mandalorian. How did I miss that? Did I miss it or do I just forget? I'm going to be honest with you. I watched the trailer for the Mandalorian. I thought it was fine. But I know, but I've said this before. I know I'm watching the sh- series, so I don't really I think Brock and I did like a play by play, but I still don't really like pay attention to them so much. like I kind of like watch it and then like digest it and forget about it because um the opening was supposed to be heartbreaking. it was a little goofy. I completely agree that was it was kind of weird. It felt very Star Trek as well, like it felt like a scene from Star Trek. Ultimately, that scene. Didn't really even need to be there, right? They were setting up the Mandalorians and taking bounties and all that, but it didn't really need to even be in the episode when it was all said and done. And you were meant to be one. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, not everything is perfect. I'm not going to sit here and say that either. I don't any of us, are. I think it's a great about this group. We really that Star Wars is the greatest and it is perfect and uh, you can't take that away from us. Star Wars, I, I don't think Star Wars, you know, maybe George Lucas would've, um, I would like to know what he was gonna do with his sequels, right, with his movies, but I still don't think we should ever, I th- I think they would've been hated at least just as much as what we got, just as much because Star Wars fans are good at that and I, I lived through those prequel days I remember the hate that they got alright we're gonna wrap it up this is the end great chat you guys are awesome 2MAT2 uh, two two is going to be on an outlander club we're gonna try to set that up you're gonna make him a pizza nail it out to him awesome Make a pizza tomorrow. Fantasia. He's coming over watching Mario Brothers. Pizza. Mario. Love that movie. John Leguizamo. Bob Hoskins. Maybe my opinion is terrible because I like terrible movies. I don't care. Alright everybody, thank you so much for watching. Uh, give us a like and a subscribe and ring the bell. Whatever. Who cares? Do all that stuff. Really appreciate all of you. May the force of others be uh, be with you.